What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Fun V Tailgate podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com. It is myself and Matty D back to preview NFL Week 8 and College Football Week 9. We have an awesome deep dive into the college football landscape as we prepare for the first college football playoff rankings next week. We then jump into picks. No guest picker this week, kind of a busy week, so Matt and I just go back and forth, but this one was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you all think. As always, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen cart wherever you get your pods. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Follow us on Instagram. Thunderblog Sports is the handle there. You're going to want to make sure you're following for this weekend. But enjoy this episode. Enjoy the football this weekend. And here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bullpen Cart Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart Podcast feed. That is right, we are back with football. We missed last week because the man that needs no induction, introduction and I were incredibly busy. We ended up doing a hockey show because we need to finish the hockey previews, but I am pleased to welcome back the man that needs no introduction, Mr. Matty D, Matt Stefano. How are you, my friend? Well, I'm feeling bad. A little, 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 uh, little out of pocket last week for us. Now you know what happens. We both were busy with many things, but this happens right at the well, at the end of golf season. This is a ho- this end is of golf. A, uh, football hockey podcast, starts. End of golf. Basketball started. It's very busy. It was at the Wells well, Fargo Center a lot. Let's not talk last about. Week. Let's not. Let's. Not, I was gonna say. Let's not talk about basketball. But it's gonna be back at the well. Yeah. No. But excited to be back to talk about a lot. Right? A lot is going on, both college and professional. Yeah, and really just just uh, a lot of great football going on across the board for so many different reasons. Um, well, yeah, let's. Uh, let, I'm ready to dive in with you, man. Oh yeah, let's jump into college because you're right. A lot has happened in the last few weeks. We last talked to everybody right after Alabama lost, and that following weekend Iowa loses they have the crazy game over Penn State where Penn uh-huh. State's quarterback got hurt Penn State ends up in a tailspin you probably saw the nine overtime game this past weekend Oklahoma's kind of putting it together with what was their backup quarterback now they're starting quarterback uh Gary right that's his that's his last name um now Williams Williams Williams, Williams. Williams Rat- thank you. Rattler to Williams yep. yes why do I think Gary that's all right yep, um, yep, not with you Jerry, whatever. Maybe his first name. You know, his first name is Caleb. I yeah, it's think. Caleb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was like Caleb. Whatever. Whatever. I thought it was like Caleb Jerry or something. No, but uh, now they're in. <laughs> now they seem like they're kind of in the fourth spot, but with Ohio State nipping at their heels, Michigan getting more and more convincing wins. We talked about that Nebraska game that they played. That was kind of a weird game. They didn't end up covering, but a very good game against a Northwestern team that's kind of lost its identity. Georgia still looks awesome. They. Played Kentucky two weeks ago. They were off last week. Cincinnati still number two. And they escape a game against the Naval Academy. And right now, really in that driver's seat. But Matt, where do you want to start with this? Alabama now back to number three. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, we talked about, Jordy, you brought up the uh, theme of chaos all year. It's a classic college football theme, by the way. So there's no negatives, negative thought process here. But, um, I mean, it certainly continues to hold true. You know, we got a lot of turnover at the top. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm, I've, it's been exciting. That's the first thing I'll state, but still a long way in my mind to go. And a lot of big games, and I think particularly big games for, you know, for the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. A little less than the SEC, but I, I think the one conference still to really shake out is going to be the Big Ten when you look at that top ten. But we've already seen a lot of contenders, not would-bes, contenders falter. Um, you mentioned a few. Um, but to me, that's the conference to shake out right now is the Big Ten, and that's going to shape the – I think the Big Ten will shape the college football. This year, I think the Big Ten shapes it. You know, who's, who's a contender and who's not. Correct. And this weekend, we've been talking about this forever. This is finally where the East starts to cannibalize itself. 
We have number six, Michigan at number eight, Michigan State at noon on Saturday. We have Penn State at Ohio State, which is Penn State now all the way down to number 20 after their nine overtime loss to Illinois last week. Ohio State up at five. That is the or one of the Saturday night games. We have Iowa at Wisconsin. Wisconsin is no longer ranked, but still a big game for the Hawkeyes. Certainly something that, to your point about the Big Ten, Iowa now, their first game since losing at Purdue two weeks ago, where they looked bad and they turned the ball over seemingly a thousand times. Every time they thought that they were clawing their way back into this game, they turned the ball over. They were not taking care of it. Their defense looked the complete opposite of what we had seen. But this is something where the Big Ten needs a concisive and undisputed playoff team. And they need Iowa to be a one-loss team in the Big Ten Championship for that. So that game ends up becoming huge. And really, the rest of Iowa's schedule ends up becoming huge to find out if they can be a one-loss team in the Big Ten Championship. Iowa being undefeated, or Penn State... Although Penn State's playing Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, and all that. Iowa being undefeated or any other Big Ten West team, for the Big Ten Championship purposes, just would have made that look so much better going into the final ranked Sunday. But now we need Iowa, we, I'm speaking for the Big Ten, to be there so that they have a quality win over a at the time, one loss team in their championship game. They can't play like the one year and Florida state ended up winning the national championship that year. But one year Florida state played Duke in the ACC championship game. And Duke has, was like eight and four or something like that. That's not what the committee's looking for. They want a, right. a quality win there. It was the year. It was the last year of the BCS and Florida state got into the, the championship game because there was so much chaos because of the iron bowl with the kick six and all that. Like, but to get into the playoff where you have two historical teams in Alabama and Georgia who are on a collision course for the SEC championship could potentially be undefeated versus a one-loss team. You have an Oklahoma team that, frankly, if, if they're undefeated, is, is going to get in because the committee loves Power 5 undefeated teams. You have Cincinnati. I know there's a lot of issues with Oklahoma. You have Cincinnati who, at this point, until we see a committee ranking of where Cincinnati is, Seems like they're going to get in, and more and more American teams are getting ranked and are looking better, and the the non-group of five teams are starting to fall off. We had Coastal Carolina lose. We have um, we have uh, UTSA, the Roadrunners. They're undefeated right now, but they're not really going to make any serious noise. So the, Cincinnati's right there. The Big Ten needs a way to force itself back into the conversation, because right now... If we're using the AP poll as the de facto college rankings, they're on the outside looking in. Granted, currently Michigan's undefeated, and Ohio State's ranked ahead of them. So if Ohio State beats an unbeaten Michigan in that game, makes Ohio State look a lot better, and then they beat a one-loss Iowa, makes them look a lot better, maybe better than Oklahoma, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, I would say the one the one thing I would say, right, so, like, obviously, you know, it looks like we're going to see an Alabama-Georgia SEC title game. A lot right. of things could change between now and then. But right now, now if, if Georgia wins, Alabama's out, right? Um, but if Alabama wins, it, it props in an interesting question to your point. My one thing I would say, though, is if a one-loss Ohio State, let's say, or an undefeated, let's say, Michigan, or even an un- a one-loss Iowa, could they jump an undefeated Oklahoma? And, you know, part of the reason I say that is, like, Oklahoma – they barely beat out Kansas. So I, I'm interested to see how the committee looks at that. Yes, they are Oklahoma. They have a they have a history of being really, you know, really good. Of being a playoff team. And and winning a lot of games. Right. But but again, I guess the question I would ask is like, really though? Like I've watched enough of them this year to ask questions there. So um That's why we need the first they're probably committee the ranking. Team. Exactly. And I, you know, you brought up Cincinnati, and I think it's such an interesting point because Cincinnati is, they had their one, they probably had their one, it's a shame, but they probably had their one, you know, close, close win this past week, week, 
you know, they, they, the pause, they have SMU coming up and SMU looks great. So if they can get past SMU, even with the close win, I still think they've got a shot, but again, how, yeah. How does the committee look at them? You know, personally, I know the second best it should be ranked second. I mean, they've, they've earned that. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm liking that, but we don't know to the, till the committee rules. Correct. Um, you know, what's going to happen. Yeah. So for people that don't know the college football playoff, their committee, they wait until really the final stretch of the season. I think they used to start do it in, in the middle right. of October, but the first one for 2021 is this upcoming Tuesday, November 2nd. And then they'll do it every Tuesday at seven o'clock, except for the second one. Cause college basketball starting. And then the final Sunday of the regular season, right. technically army Navy is still after it, but it December 5th. That is selection Sunday. I know they're not supposed to use it cause March madness loves that shit, but <laughs> it's selection Sunday. It's the final four. We're going to call it it whatever we get a number of these rankings and what Matt is saying is they deserve you're right they deserve to be number two Cincinnati does but where they'll be and what the college football playoff committee does because they claim they start from scratch and what I'll be really interested in seeing is where some of these teams line up the Michigan Michigan State winner seeing if they can make a impressive enough victory same with Ohio State versus Penn State, although Penn State's falling star may, if Ohio State doesn't blow them completely out of the water, that could really, nah. that they may not need it. But I, I will be really interested in seeing where Oklahoma is ranked because of how unimpressive they've been and where teams like right. Ole Miss, they're playing Auburn this weekend. Auburn's still ranked. Auburn's still hanging in there. Again, probably one that would need, if Auburn's able to beat Ole Miss, you know, both of those have... Ole Miss already played Alabama. Obviously, Auburn plays Alabama at the end of the season in the Iron Bowl. You know, it's kind of a lose-lose for Alabama because they beat both of them, and they're just going to look shitty anyway, and Arkansas has completely fallen off the map. They're not ranked anymore. But seeing where all this is, like San Diego State, UTSA, your Coastal Carolinas, all those non-Power 5 teams that the committee loves to throw in the late teens, early 20s, and these ACC teams that have clawed their way back into the top 25 – but if the committee's really going to write the ACC completely off, Wake Forest sitting at number 13, I feel like you send a message of ACC need not apply and put them all in the 20s and just say, screw it. We want this to be excited. We want people to have fun rankings and all this stuff. So screw off. Yeah, I, I you know, I, it, it, first of all, I want to make a quick note because we mentioned, said the ACC said Oklahoma. The, uh, the two Heisman odd favorites at the beginning of the year with a, were Rattler and DJ out in Clemson. Neither are even necessarily starting right now, Correct. which has got to be one of the first times. I mean, I've never seen that before. There's um, the one year that, that uh, but, USC was the was the preseason number one and lost like five games. And I think their whoever their quarterback yeah. was, I think it was Matt Barkley, was supposed to be the odds on Barkley, favorite. That makes sense. And then it completely yeah. fell apart. Okay. Yeah. But, um, but I, I joke. Um, you know, yeah, it's funny. I mean, Let's talk about one of the coolest stat lines ever. Would be uh, would be uh, Wake Forest this past weekend, um, you know, ranked in the ACC when they had uh, 17 minutes of possession and scored, God, like just an obscene amount of points. Um, but uh, all time tweet. No, I mean, too. I think you. Yes. For those that didn't see it, tweet. for those that didn't see it, it's a picture of the final box score where Wake Forest beat Army. 70 to 56 and army allowed uh they don't have the total where's the total um they they allowed a lot of yards it was 458 in the air and a lot of rushing yards (laughs) and the tweet was a screenshot of that saying this much money in our defense budget and we get this kind of defense oh my god it's so savage all i I love it but it's just all time savage Right. But yeah, oh, Wake Forest it looking impressive enough, but again, like they're not making the playoff. Don't even like try to tease that no, the no. ACC could backdoor its way into getting a playoff team. This is like the the Sam yeah, Darnold two-loss USC team winning the Pac-12 and be like, "We have a shot at getting in." No you don't. Come on. Right. Like don't even yeah. put them in the top 10. I mean, Let's not even fool around here. Let's get the teams that actually make an impact on the rankings like move you uh SMU up. That's what's going to be really interesting with the whole 
Cincinnati thing is where all those other American, I keep, I want to keep wanting to say ACC, AAC teams end up getting ranked because that's going to matter for Cincinnati, especially where SMU is, where that game ultimately happens. And the AAC doesn't do divisions. They just do the two best teams. So they're going to play SMU twice. So it's going to be very interesting to see all of that, that go down. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I would agree there. I mean, yeah, but you look at the top 10, right? I mean, I mean, there's just a lot of teams kind of floating. Yeah. Obviously, Michigan, Michigan State, I think they're pretty much playing for an opportunity in the playoff this weekend, right? Correct. You know, the loser would have to do something pretty incredible. And even with the one loss, you know, are they going to get in over some of the other teams we've talked about? Um, you know, Oregon floats a little bit. That loss is still so killer for them. It's just, it's just going to hang over their heads against Stanford. Uh, they would be a near lock for the playoff, by the way, if it wasn't for that loss. Yeah. Um, not a, yeah, because they went over Ohio State, who's continued to look really, just really great, um, you know, recently. So, yeah. uh, could they play spoiler? I again, I I would doubt it unless there's some some craziness. Because again, to me, a, a good loss, you know, a one loss Georgia if they don't beat Alabama. You basically uh, need Ohio State to lose to the Michigan-Michigan State loser and beat the winner. No, 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 I'm saying the opposite. So, like, say Michigan beats Ohio State and Ohio State loses to Michigan State but then beats Michigan. So then Michigan Michigan State would have two losses. Or Michigan would have – yeah, Michigan State would have one loss. They'd all and Ohio State would have two losses. Michigan would have one loss, but they've all beaten each other, and it's this crazy triangle of craziness. Right, right, yeah. That's basically yeah, like what yeah, you kind of so, need for Oregon to, and, and to that would push give a reason well, that, that to get back push in the Big Ten out. Yeah, but uh, but you know, the other re- the other reason they could get back in though, right? If Georgia beats Alabama, Alabama gets knocked out, right? Yeah. Oklahoma loses, Cincinnati loses. I don't know if a one loss. I don't know if an undefeated SMU has the clout, sadly. I think they should, but I can't tell you that they do kind of thing. So if they anyway, beat Cincinnati there's, there's, twice, I mean, there's so you're many saying? questions, but yeah. Like, does an undefeated SMU have enough to get in? They shoot up. I don't know. I don't know if no. they do. The other thing that's going to be nuts, I mean, and where Wake Forest becomes a weird thing, is Wake Forest is currently AP ranked 13th. There was the whole thing the first two years that there was a team ranked. It was like Ohio State, when they won the the first college football playoff, was like ranked 14th. And I think the next year, one of the teams that got in was ranked 14th. It's like the 14th college football ranked 14th, or college football playoff ranked 14th team. So seeing like where that comes in, if like SMU gets the proverbial 14th spot, be like, oh, look what we we did kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, I get that. I don't know. I think that's tough. Um, yeah, we're gonna see. I mean, there's a lot of really good, a lot of really good games to be played. But again, we've talked. I, I know I keep beating a dead horse, especially in the Big Ten. Yeah, like the Big Ten to me is a linchpin now. All of a sudden, no, it is the SEC. It absolutely, is. you know, I know Ole Miss, but the right because the SEC is really down to like, assuming everything holds chalk, the title game. That's what correct. Matters. Um, no, 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 no. that is very correct. Because yeah, Ole, it, Miss, it it, yeah. Ole so. Miss could play its way into, like, they're ranked 10th now, so they're in the top 10. But they could play their way into being, like, that one random team, like the the Texas A&M last year of, like, finding their way to, like, have an outside chance. Although, Texas A&M, there's a lot more that went into that last year. But, um, like, they won't be in the title game because Alabama presumably – you know, they have the tiebreaker, they beat Ole Miss, and they would get the, the West over Alabama does. What would be absolutely chaotic is, like, they put Ole Miss there just in case Alabama loses to Auburn or something and, like, gets into the SEC championship yeah. game. Um, what would be even more chaotic is Ole Miss, Georgia beats the wheels off Alabama, Ole Miss is ranked, like, sixth, and complete chaos happens in the other conferences, and somehow Ole Miss is now, like, banging the drum of we need to get in. The Lane Kiffin complete yeah. reversal. By the way, would not necessarily be shocked if, if that happens somehow. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That would be. Uh, I'm just thinking about. I'm thinking about it out loud, and I'm not sold at Ole Miss at all. I mean, I don't hate the program or anything. I just. I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Intriguing to see. Like, I'm thinking about, like, hey, like, could Ole Miss get in the playoff somehow? And, you know, yes. The That's Panthers, basically what yes, would have to happen. could get in the playoff. Since he has to lose, right. Alabama has to get to, has to lose again. And then, like, the the scenario we just drew out in the Big Ten has to, has to happen. And then Oklahoma, like, loses and it's just so unimpressive that they're not getting in. Yeah. Maybe Oklahoma has to lose But I'm twice. still intrigued. Like, overall, overall, I think it's an interesting argument you're making. That's all. No, no, no. It's going to be uh, – <laughs> when we reconvene a week from now and we've had the first poll come out, we're going to know a lot and where the committee's head is at. I know they say every week we started right. from scratch, but the first poll is very telling of where they really are and where they really want to be. And what they like to do – is front load the rankings so that these match they're artificially making top five matchups as things go on. So we could see Michigan and Ohio State, say Michigan beats Michigan State, we could see them being four five. Like I think they did that in the first year where like they moved Auburn and like Mississippi State to like fo- like I think they were two and three in the first the first ever college football playoff poll. And they were like five and six in the previous uh, weeks AP poll. Right. Like we could see them be four or five just because they want to like build up to the Michigan Ohio State game being a power five or five, top five matchup for all the marbles. And this is going to be crazy. This team gets in by that logic, all this <laughs> stuff. And you know, it's a Fugazi. It's a complete, just built, it's complete, you know, it's built on fucking glass foundation or whatever the, the house of cards, whatever the hell it is, uh, all that kind of stuff. But, <laughs> Before we jump over right. to co- jump off of college and over to the NFL, we've talked a lot about the Big Ten. We've talked about the SEC and how that's kind of a it's you know shuttled into that final spot. Are there any other big games you want to make sure we don't miss? Obviously, we'll have the one college pick, but the, any games that you're looking at that I feel that people may not be talking about or that people should have an idea or a, an eye on. Well, I mean, I'm just gonna you mentioned obviously the 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 big the big um the big big 12 excuse me i can't get the wording out uh wow it's a big 12 i didn't even get it right the big big 10 matchup six for eight, six verse eight mm-hmm. at michigan state you know i think it's a huge that that is a huge game in and amongst itself um i think georgia needs to be on the lookout against florida you know, it's at Florida. I think it's a big no, deal. No, no, it's at Jacksonville. Um, you know, it's at Jacksonville. It's at oh, the Jaguar it in, Stadium. Oh, it's a neutral site. Yeah, Either yeah. way, um, I, I do think it's important enough. Georgia Georgia has been steamrolling opponents. Florida is talented, right? This was a top 10 team at one time. You know, don't overlook them, Georgia. You know, I know you guys are so talented, but this is the SEC, right? These, these things happen in the SEC. So it's just kind of a food for thought situation, I think, a little bit there. Um, I like it, but again, I, I, I'm not, I'm not super worried. You know, I, the only other thing I will, I will mention here and, and Ohio state, you know, Penn state's played so bad like last couple weeks, you know, Ohio state hasn't played anybody in the last couple weeks. And I, I think I say that because all of a sudden Ohio state's playing a very good Penn state team, which by the way, we haven't talked about the fact that their coach is kind of hinting at leaving. Does that motivate this team or unmotivate this team? I don't know which way that'll go, but I think it's at least worth noting that that situation is is propping its head up. Um, so two games there that I think are of, of interest to me is like, hey, just don't do anything stupid for either of those teams. Um, make sure you go out and, and take care of business would be the best way I could put it. Definitely. I, uh, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's keep moving. Let's go over to the NFL. So we did not do picks last week. We I almost tried to get picks from you, but we were moving and shaking a lot of different ways from a yeah, lot of different stuff. My we bad there. Going my on. bad there. No, 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 no. It's fine. I should have, I should have followed up. So everybody did not get our nonsense that's going on. So that's just a wash zero zero for both of us. Two weeks ago, 
I went three and three. I went three and two in the NFL, as did you. I got my college pick wrong. You got yours right. So you went four and two. I went three and three. You're now at 16 and 14 for the overall, and I'm at 14 and 16, two games back. You went first two weeks ago, so I'll go first tonight. We determined that it's a first pick, second two type of thing, for those that don't know. We normally try to have a guest picker on, but again, busy couple weeks, so we didn't end up having one th- two weeks ago. Last week, we did not have a football show. We did a hockey preview. Go listen to that if you like the NHL. And then we're super busy now. We got a lot of stuff going on. Follow the Instagram. You'll know what we're talking about this weekend. But we jump into picks. We do five NFL, one college, all against the spread. I go first. Matt has the second two picks, and then we will alternate. We start with the NFL. And with the first pick for this weekend, I am looking at a 4 p.m. game. There's one game that I also really like, but I'm going to see if you take it or not, and then take it as my second pick. I'm looking at the 4 p.m. game. I'm taking a team that you love at home against the New England Patriots, the Los Angeles Chargers. Keep calling them the Clippers because they're LAC, like their basketball counterparts. This team has been shaky at times. They have some injuries. The Patriots have been all over the board in terms of their game after game, what Mac Jones does game in, game out. But the LA Chargers with Justin Herbert and a number of different players that are playing outstanding football on their offense, as you've pointed out week in, week out, one of the best offenses in the NFL Very underrated offense. Some injuries on defense, and that's a little concerning. But I want to know who from the Patriots is going to beat them that way. It is a five-point line, 49 over-under, which is kind of a weird weird over-under number for a five-point line. Could be a little ratty, but I like the Chargers to cover it. LAC minus five. An intriguing pick. I mean, you know, this again, you got to keep diversifying the factor or disassociating, not diversifying, not even close, disassociating the fact that this is this is not the Patriots of a couple years ago, right? This is this is today's Pats. Um, And yeah, I mean, I like it because I mean, coming off the bye too, the Chargers. I'm a big Charger guy. You know, I'm a big supporter. So, oh yeah, I think pretty solid choice there. I'm intrigued to know what game you were thinking of because th- I mean, there's some, there's challenging lines this week that I've noticed, um, but I'm going to go out on a limb here. It's a little dangerous, right? But I'm going to take a big line. I'm going to take Cincinnati to easily cover against the Jets who are probably starting uh, a quarterback that's never had an NFL start before. And the Bengals, the Bengals are showing up five and two, ton of offensive firepower i'm shocked they were not on my list i i I thought they would be okay but joe burrow jamar chase is jamar chase has completely everything i've said about him has been wrong that would be the best way to put it so i like them to cover um you know they're they're immensely talented on the offensive side of the ball and this defense full of some strong free agents um and this is a jets team that this really has not got a lot going on right now so um, I'm taking the Bengals to cover a big 10.5-point line. I like that a lot. They're uh, actually my survivor pick this week. I think that offense, you just mentioned it, is clicking on all levels. Jamar Chase has been incredible. Their running game has been really good, even with some injuries there. And I think their defense steps up. I mean, the Jets, they just traded for Joe Flacco for a sixth-round pick to the Eagles. I don't know if he'll get the download quick enough on the offense. Maybe. He's a smart guy, Super Bowl-winning quarterback. But I, I like that a lot. It's I don't usually touch double-digit spreads, but that's one that I may actually bet. Yeah. Yeah. So do I get, I get, do I, get I another get one? Another one then, and right? then we start alternating. And then again, is it – I mean, I can't – I just want to know who you've got. I want to know what you want. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, I'm literally – like, because you made the comment, I'm trying to figure out who you want to take here, and I just – I really can't figure it out, but I got to take a safer, like a slightly safer pick, I think, in my mind, because that's a pretty big spread to cover. It's making me a tad nervous. Not a lot of of safe picks, though. Boy, man. Who do you like? God, I'm 
figure this out. I'm not going to figure it out. You're just going to tell me next time we come up. Um, uh, I, you're literally driving me insane right now. Uh, man. All right, I'm going to do something that I don't, I don't like to do. I, I do think this is a high-scoring affair, um, but Dallas is a one-and-a-half favorite. Damn it. Over, over the Vikings. Yes. I, I I hate picking them. You know I hate them, but I'm going to oh. take the Cowboys to cover. It's Didn't think you'd pick them. Closest I can get to a pick them here. Um, by the way, it's not only a shot at the Vikings. Like I think the Vikings are a decent a decent team, but I've been impressed with Dallas. Michael Gallup is expected maybe to be back. Yep. This offense is just on fire, um, and this defense has played better than expected. I do think this is an absolute shootout, right? Like let's not let's not underscore the Vikings' talent on offense. Dalvin Cook. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, but I think Dallas, uh, I think Dallas can overcome it with 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 their high powered offense and, and a slightly better defense than Minnesota. Yeah, I a thousand percent agree. That this was the game I was going to pick. Dallas's offense has been yes. awesome. Their defense, Took me a minute. <laughs> their defense has been really great, but really like, I know Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, awesome trio. They've been really great. Their defense, you just said it, isn't really that awesome, uh, especially when you're comparing it to Dallas's. And then the Vikings, the last couple weeks, have been, I don't know, they've won games, but what the hell have they, who they've beat? Look at their schedule. They played the Carolina Panthers last weekend, won a high-scoring game. It was Sam Darnold. Like, the Eagles fucking beat them. They play the Detroit Lions and barely won against them. They put up seven points against a Cleveland team that the next week against the Chargers let up 500 yards. What are you doing there? And then they beat Seattle, who we know is not that good, even when Russell Wilson was healthy. And then they started the season 0-2. They lost to the Bengals. They lost to the to I almost said the Coyotes to the Cardinals. And you know they've let their defense lets up a ton of yardage, a ton of points. I think this is a game the, Vi- or the Vikings allow a lot of points again, and Dallas's offense continues yeah. to look great. Dallas, also sneakily one of the best <coughs> against the spread teams in the NFL. I almost said in the country, that's college. We're talking about the pros. Yep. But yeah, I love the pick. Um, that's definitely one that I'm probably going to put money on. Uh, probably both that and the over, maybe a little parlay. When we come to me, and there are some games yep. you mentioned it that are not fun. They are kind of weird yeah, lines that it's mostly the. It's not necessarily like if there's a pickup, I wouldn't feel comfortable. Yeah, we'll see the. Yeah, lines, if we're I if we're picking me, straight up, there's some little... there's some obvious ones. I'm gonna go with a big spread that I just think this team is really bad and they've played pretty bad so much so they lost to the to the Jacksonville Jaguars a couple weeks ago. I'm gonna go with the Bills uh, minus uh, thirteen and a half. I hate the I hate the line. It's divisional game. It, like, I should pick the Dolphins plus 13 and a half, but the Dolphins are so goddamn bad. Tua's and good for us. Good for good. us. Yeah, great for the Eagles because we have their first-round pick. Or the Eagles, too. The Eagles. I'm not yes. on the team. Yes. Um, but, like, Jacoby Brissett did fine for Tua. Tua's back, not playing great. The Bills, I think, are in desperate need of a little makeup time. They had the bye week. They didn't play very well yeah. on Monday Night Football two weeks ago against the Titans. And I think they, you know, I think it was an emotional loss. I should have taken, probably should have realized the bills were not a smart pick because of the fact that they had the huge emotional beat down on the chiefs at Arrowhead. Um, but I think they write the ship. They come back from the bye. Josh Allen gets it going, really takes advantage of a dolphins defense that allows nearly 300 yards per game on average versus the bills who, allow 180.5 yards on average. They also can get the Zach Moss, Devin Singletary combo to really start getting it going and really, uh, I don't know, get a good rush attack going and set it up well. The other thing worth noting is that the Bills defense forces a lot of turnovers and the Dolphins offense is not very good. So this could be a very low scoring game on the Miami side of things and the Bills could win this game Maybe even like twenty one nothing. They could put up a shutout. I believe they did they earlier in this year? Did they already play? Um Yeah, they did. They won thirty five nothing. The yeah. Dolphins and yeah. Bills. Yeah, yeah, they lock this in. They yeah, they played yeah. in week three. Yeah, lock this in or week two. Lock this in. <laughs> lock this in. Bills minus thirteen and a half. 
There you go. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I love it from an Eagles perspective. I like it from a football perspective, just, just to be clear. Um, and I'm trying to avoid picking these big lines with my next one. Yeah. There are some huge, huge lines. Wow. All right, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Okay. Monday night, Kansas City, New York Giants. I, you know it's tough because Kansas City has just looked hard. They really have, but somehow they're still a ten point favorite. The Giants have have looked bad at worst, at best maybe, right? Can I say that bad at worst? Yeah. Um, That's fair. I I think Kansas City is out now for blood. Articles about. Patrick Mahomes not being up to the the, the, the challenge. I mean, we're really going to disrespect this guy. I, I I think that's a mistake. I I like I, I really like the uh, the Chiefs here to to just thump a if they're even healthy, a still an undermanned um, Chiefs team. So I'm taking I'm taking I'm sorry undermanned Giants team. I'm taking the the uh, the Chiefs to cover. I think they win by two touchdowns. Um, excited to see it. Yeah, I don't hate that. The The only thing that concerns me is the Kansas City defense is god-awful. But sure, the, sure. the counterpoint yeah. to that is who on the Giants is really putting it up? Is it just you can key in on Saquon. And, or no, Saquon's hurt. Excuse me. Um, right. Who, who the hell are you keying in on? Um, which I guess makes something. Kenny, Ken, well, Kenny Galladay's Kenny injured. Gall- there is Tooney backs from injury, yeah. though. Sterling Shepard been dinged up. I guess so, you know, but if you're that, that's where I look at it. Yeah, I guess so, but if you I don't know, this has the potential of being a high scoring game and just all over the board, all the fifty two and a half for a Giants game seems ridiculous. But they've done it at times. I guess it depends on is Daniel Jones playing? Do we know? Is he back? I, I haven't heard anything about him not being back, so yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know I what his concussion back, yeah. Yes, I don't know what his concussion is, is looking at. Um Yeah, so I I don't know. The the Chiefs defense is bad, but I don't know. I think the Chiefs at home kind of needing to kind of like the Bills. They need to show something here. I think they're hungry. I think that Mahomes he might he might just do it all himself. He might have five touchdowns with like two rushing touchdowns. Uh, but I, I like that pick a lot. Right. Uh, move moving to me. I'm gonna go to the AFC South, and in a game that. I'm oh, really trying to figure do out. Do it. Yes. I've been looking at this game. I've I'm really trying to figure game. out why the Titans are underdogs. And I guess it's because the, the Colts have played a lot better. They've won a couple games. They have. And they're at, are, the, are the Colts at home? It is a home game. It is at Indianapolis. And the Colts have sneakily been a good against the spread team as well. But the Titans are rolling. They've beaten two of the best teams in the AFC the last two weeks. So all signs would point to them having a letdown week. But I remind you that the Colts' three wins are against the Dolphins, the Texans, and a banged-up San Francisco team. The uh, Titans have have been have proven themselves. And yeah, they let up 19 points to Jacksonville. They won their previous matchup with the Colts earlier this week or earlier this year. At home, so the Colts are looking to, to even it up in a series that's been very even the last few years. But I like the Titans to just continue this trend, not let the Colts continue to beat up on them. I know the Titans' secondary is beat up, and Carson Wentz has been having a very good year. But I don't know. I, I still like the Titans to play to play well here. They're starting to put it together. They're starting to get their, their passing offense together themselves. Derrick Henry... Has not been totally. Or yeah, actually, actually, yeah. It's, I'm not even going to say that. Derrick Henry is in tractor seat mode early, which might be a bad sign. I was about to say it's not totally him yet because he's only averaging 4.5 average yards a carry and not the like six point whatever he always ends up at. <laughs> but I'm taking the Titans here plus one on the road. Lock it in. Yeah, I've been back and forth. That was starting the game for a while. I just couldn't bring myself to pull the trigger on it because. Yeah. You know, uh, but I actually, it's good research by you. I didn't know the Colts, that, that's the Colts' three wins. I mean, yeah. I, I know they had a tough start to the season because of some tough matchups, but, you know, at the same time, I want to go to a game that I find to be fascinating. Both teams 
One team definitely underwhelmed me. The other team, I think, started out really hot, and but honestly kind of thought this is where they'd end up. That's Denver, Washington. Okay. Um, Washington, Washington, two and five. They come in as the road underdog against the Denver team. Um, that, you know, I have not been able to get my finger on. I'm kind of surprised, though, even though Washington's two and five. Now, here's the reason, though, I wanted to t- touch on this game because scary Terry McLaurin potentially out. That's a big deal because he's a lot of that offense. Offense Antonio Gibson been dinged up all year. Um, I actually like Denver on a four-game losing streak, by the way, to get to cover that little spread of three and beat a Washington football team that, again, quite frankly, really has struggled um, this year. Somewhat surprisingly, defense certainly hasn't stood up to the task that we kind of expected. And obviously some of this is, you know, I wasn't a Ryan Fitzmagic guy, but his injury obviously doesn't help him. So I, I, you know, I, I thought I would at least bring it up. Um, I, I like this pick I they've got it. Um, I'm, I'm taking Denver here to, uh, to, to, uh, to win and cover. No, I like that a lot. Denver's defense has been really good this year and has really been up to the task. And I don't think the Washington offense is really, Anything that scary to talk about? Not just yet. I know Heineke's had a couple good games in him, but I don't believe in him. And I think them going up to mile high, which I did not know that the Broncos stadium is now called Empower Field. Had no idea. I remember it's, oh it's had a number of different names. But oh I, I, I like that a lot. Um, so it comes to me, what was that, three points for the Broncos there? Yeah, three yes. points. So, all right, we're really getting into the nitty-gritty here of some re- really weird games. I hmm, I have a hot take, but I might save that as my final NFL pick. I am going to look at the... I'm going to go with a real toilet bowl game. The Atlanta Falcons hosting... Oh, boy. The Carolina Panthers. A Panthers team that... I feel like has really lost its identity in the last couple weeks. They've lost four straight, all three games against the NFC East that they've played. Um, they've lost. They've looked terrible. They blew a lead to the Eagles a couple weeks ago. We were all excited about it. They got not necessarily blown out. They lost by six points to the Vikings. And they put up 28 points against the Vikings. They put 28 po- points against Dallas. I like them. Here, as a road dog, I know they've had all sorts of injuries, and the Falcons' offense has not been terrible. Matt Ryan has been tearing it up. The Panthers' defense, though, one of the best passing defenses in football, second in the NFL with less than 200 passing yards against per game. The rush attack, which you need to worry about there, Cordell Patterson, good last couple weeks. I like the Panthers here, who, despite the last couple weeks, they've let up over 120 points, which is crazy. They are still a top 10 points against team. The Falcons have let up a ton of points. I like the Panthers to win this game. I'm taking them plus three in Atlanta. I think the Falcons are due for a letdown. I think the Panthers are due to right the ship and get back to 500. I don't hate that. Um, uh, you know, but I, I have I have been a Falcons supporter for probably a couple of years too long. Um, so part of me is like, wait a second. But uh, I mean, I think it's I, I love the toilet bowl aspect of it. I hate to say it, love the toilet bowl aspect of it. Correct. You know? um, but I'll go next here. Um, is this my fourth or fifth, or is this my third or fourth? My fourth. This fifth is your NFL? fifth NFL no. pick. Then you know where I'm heading. All right. Tell me. Three and a half point road favorites. The birds come in. Okay. You know, a couple things. I'm gonna, we're going to go big here. A couple things working against our Eagles. Okay. One, no Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. That is a big deal. Yep. Two, two. And now this is this is a little important. The Lions are 0 and 7 
you know, they're bound to water finds its level. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. But, but Nick Sirianni has now, he has nothing holding him back from a offensive standpoint to literally throw the ball every time. Yep. And I, I'm not scared of the Lions. I think they're a, I think they're better than their 0-7 record, by the way. Let me be really clear. But I I really like the birds in this one. Um, I think their defense can can get can right the ship um, against an, a Lions offense with with which, which is very vanilla, right? It's like DeAndre mm-hmm. Swift or bust in my mind. Um, and I think this offense can make some noise. So I'm taking the Eagles to cover three and a half. I think they win by by like a touchdown. I, I think six points is a a really good number, at least in my mind. Um, and uh, and yeah, so I like the birds here to uh, ride the ship and, and move to four and five, um, moving into the second half of the season, almost. Yeah, the uh, this is a game that feels a lot like the last Chip Kelly year, where they went to Detroit on Thanksgiving and got absolutely smoked. That this is a game that feels like they should win, right? And they should win this because this Detroit team is all time bad. Detroit, those an incredible covering the spread team. Uh, it's one reason I stayed away from it. It's one reason I stayed away from it as like a out of the box survivor pick. But I think this is a game. You're but right. Nick such, Sirianni now has. But it's such a it's such a small spread though, right? Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. No, 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 that's, that's why, why it's good. I like it. That's why it's good. But this is a game where like Kenneth Gainwell is like if you stream him, you got some guys in your bye weeks in the, in uh, fantasy. You know, go grab him. Like that kind of thing of like this guy is going to get used so much in that fucking. V slant thing that he loves to call Sirianni loves to call for Kenneth Gainwell. I'd love to see a great Devonte Adams game or not Devonte Adams, Devonte Smith game. I'd love to see a great. I'd be nice. I'd love to see I'd a great like, Jalen like Rieger game. Lot. It seemed like Jalen Rieger was going to finally blossom into the first round pick that he was used for, but he's barely touched the ball the last couple weeks. I'd love to see a lot of different things out of the out of this Eagles offense that I think they can write against the Detroit team. All right, Matt. I'm going with my hot take. I oh, here we this... go. Bring it. Bring it on, baby. Sunday afternoon game in the Superdome. Tampa Uh-oh. Bay minus five Uh-oh. and a half against the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints are all over the board when it comes to their offense, what Jameis Winston has been doing. There are times, though, when he steps up to the plate, hits guys like Marquez Callaway. Starts to use Alvin Kamara a little more. And I think this is one of those games where their defense steps up, slows down Brady and the Tampa Bay offense just enough. They don't necessarily win the game, but they cover the five and a half point spread. I think Tampa still pulls this one out, but I think this ends up being a lot closer and a lot more low scoring that I think we're giving this game credit for. The Vegas over-unders at 50, which feels way too high for both teams. The The Bucks have put up points at times. Last week they put up 38 on a bad Chicago team, whose defense has been fine. But they put up points on bad teams, and, and New Orleans has stifled teams when they win these games. And they, they slow them down, and they figure it out to the right degree. I like them to cover the five and a half point spread. Okay. All right. First of all, I would agree with your New Orleans take about them. Their, their, their defense is much better than people give them credit oh, for. Yeah. You know, I know it was against an undermanned Seattle team without, um, without Russell, Wilson. Russell Wilson, but Russ, what did I say? Anyway, they, they, I mean, Cam Jordan, you know, Marcus Lattimore, Malcolm Jenkins, an old favorite of ours. It's a really good defense, top to bottom, all three levels. So I'm a big fan there. Correct. Um, Michael Thomas, by the way, potentially back this week, which would be a huge boost for this offense. Um, and, and you mentioned it as as good as you can. Alvin Kamara, still Alvin Kamara. He's still he's still really good. So, you know, I think from from that standpoint, I am uh, I'm with you. I get I get your your thought process here. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I still but, think Tampa wins um, the game. It's a good pick, and, but, yeah. but 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 uh, you know, an old adage of mine: 
never picked against Tom Brady. So I'll see what I'll see if it works out for you. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we will see. All right, Matt, we go over to college. Are you going with uh, the Michigan game or are you going with a different game? Lock it in. Michigan <laughs> four-point favorite on the road against Michigan State. But here's here's why I want to go this route in this case, all right? And, and this, is, this is very specific. You know, Michigan has actually really struggled against Michigan State the last, you know, let's say five years. I, I, I don't – I see water finding its level. Um I don't know if Michigan's offense is good enough against a powerhouse like Ohio State. Um, even even Penn State's defense, I think, might give Michigan's very run-centric offense an issue. All that being said, all that being said, oh, I don't know if Michigan State can handle can handle this run this rushing attack. I think Michigan's defense, led by Aiden Hutchinson, is, is really strong. And not really a shot at Michigan State. I think this is a close game, but I'm taking Michigan probably buy a, a late touchdown to win to win this this ball game yeah i mean i like michigan i don't like michigan state so i, I know you like that. it i know you like the pick i just wanted to make oh, sure yeah. i explained it the best oh no no, no i love the explanation <laughs> so i'm in between two games the two other ones that really we're going to be focused on one that we will be watching together and another that we'll probably see probably the second half of uh the two games we talked about earlier I'm between Penn State at Ohio State. This seems like it should be a layup, but it's 18 and a half points. Florida versus Georgia at Jacksonville, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Matt, you mentioned it. Florida is a feisty team. They are a 14-point dog. Georgia, though, 22nd in the nation in points against and this cannot be right, but I guess so. They are 250. Yeah, that's wrong. Yahoo has that wrong. It has them towards the bottom of points four, which is incorrect. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yahoo, what are you doing? They're drunk. But I love Georgia to win this game. <laughs> I. You know what? I'm just going to take them to cover. I was going to try to talk okay. myself into Florida covering 14 Upsetting. plus 14. Wow. Not upsetting, not oh, winning okay. the game, but, right. but not right. okay. Georgia not covering Easy. the spread. All right. uh, no, I, I didn't mean to scare you. I didn't mean to scare you. No, no, no. This is one of those where like you see the money line, and if you don't like Georgia, if you're a Georgia Tech fan or you're whatever, you hate the Bulldogs. <laughs> like you're trying fan, to sell yeah. your well, Georgia Tech fans. We need to get my buddy. We need to get Kenny back on the show. My buddy Kenny, who you, I don't think you guys ever did a show together, but he, huge Tech fan, hates the Bulldogs, loves Bama. Wow. Went to Jacksonville wow. State, but uh, yeah, do you see the plus four and a half, four uh, fifty on Florida on the money line? You're like, oh yeah, that sounds like a great return. No, it's not. I talked myself into this three years ago when Alabama played at LSU, and I thought it was a year too early. It was the year before Joe Burrow won the Heisman. I thought like this was the year that they were going to finally shock them, and you try to talk yourself into that kind of thing. If they're going to pull off these mid-November, which, by the way, Alabama LSU this, is this weekend, which Coach O announced at the end of his career and then a lot of other weird shit. Weird times. Weird times. But um, I'm just going to go with Georgia minus 14. I would not be surprised if this turns into an overtime game or something nuts because this game always goes crazy. But I'm going to go with UGA and just go from there. The Penn State-Ohio State game, I almost wanted to take Penn State but I think Ohio State's going to beat the piss out of them. But that game is even more strange than the Florida-Georgia game. Um, but I will take Georgia so I have a relevant pick and probably bet on other college football games while we are playing golf this weekend. So there you go, man. There we go. Oh, I love it. Degenerate through and through. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we there were a bunch of games we did not end up talking about. Are there any that you want to talk about, circle in on? There's one that I kind of wanted to talk about, and that's Cleveland hosting the the Steelers. And I know the Browns are very banged up, so this ends up being a, a really interesting game, I think, in my book. Cleveland's still a favorite, but I didn't feel confident enough one way or the other to make a pick on it. Well, I mean, it's a big game because both teams have aspirations for the playoffs. The problem being all of a sudden, right, um, 
all, all this, excuse me, all of a sudden being the fact that Cincinnati's good and, and Lamar Jackson is, is literally trying to shoe himself into the hall of fame. I mean, to the uh, hall of fame. Yes. MVP conversation. Let me reiterate that for a second. So, you know, I, I, I think it's a really important game though, because both teams are now teetering. You know, you talk about these other divisions with some really good teams. Think about the AFC West with, um, with the Chargers, the the uh, the Raiders, and and then the Chiefs, you know, essentially in last, but really, in, in, to me, like, so there's not a lot of openings in the AFC right now. No. Um, so I, I do really think it's a huge game for both these teams. They they need to keep pace in this playoff hunt to see if uh, one of them can kind of regain their footing because right now both both teams are in my mind both teams are kind of out looking in. Yeah, I like that take. I think, uh, as you mentioned, Cincinnati, Baltimore, five and two. Cleveland by winning would gain a half game on the Ravens, who are on their bye week, and the Bengals presumably win against the Jets, so they would just remain it still a game back. The Steelers would pull their play their way into still being two games back of Cincinnati, presumably, and would be a game and a half behind Baltimore, but. Yeah, I think this is something where the it's. I feel like it's more important for the Browns than it is for the Steelers. The Steelers are a team. I don't know. I feel like five hundred's a good yeah. mark for them. Although it's seventeen games this year, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they're like eight, nine, seven, and ten. But it, it kind of does become this you know, split road game. That I thought it was an interesting one to talk about. All the other ones, frankly, we didn't talk about Seattle versus Jacksonville. That's kind of a stinker. Um, and we didn't talk about the Thursday night game, which I never really like picking Thursday night games. I know this is like yeah, I came on close, paper the COVID stuff, man. The yeah, the COVID, COVID stuff is is much. wonky, and this is like it's Arizona minus six and a half, and I get it with the COVID stuff, but like I don't know. This is it's going to be a weird game. Thursday night football is always weird. You might as yep. well, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's a strange. Like, how do you pick against? How do you pick against Aaron Rodgers? Even without arguably a couple of his top, you know, a couple of his top targets, mostly Devontae Adams, who, yeah. by the way, is at an incredible sixty percent of targets are heading to his way, which is just a a unfathomable stat. He's got about four, almost fifty percent of their of their passing yards, which is also just literally insane. And he's probably not playing Al Lazard, who's unvaccinated, dumbass, will not be playing as well. Um, and, yeah, they got some issues there. No, they got some issues. Uh, but, again, it's Aaron, it's Aaron Rodgers, you know, on a Thursday against an undefeated Cardinals team. You know, you know he wants he wants this one. Oh, yeah. He wants and, – and no J.J. Watt just came out. So one of their better yeah, – they still yes, they still have got Chandler Jones. They're still a very talented team. I'm not discrediting this offense, which is probably putting up points against a really battered Packers defense. No, um, uh, Jair Alexander, both Preston and Zadarius Smith probably out as well. Maybe, maybe playing. I mean, there, but there's some issues on the defense from a health perspective. Yeah. They haven't no also Kevin been that King. dominant anyway. Yeah. So, correct. Yeah. So there's definitely some concerns um, on on in my in my opinion. Yeah, it's going to be a strange game. I think they. Uh... I don't know. I that's what, but that's why I stayed away from it. To your yeah, point. something something isn't sitting right to me. Fifty is the over under. Where both defenses, like yeah, they're banged up, but I don't know. That seems like too many points, even for two good quarterbacks. Um, crazily, the money for the money line, it's eighty two percent of the bets are on Arizona, but sixty four percent of the money there, fifty seven percent of the bets are on the Packers. For the point spread, really? six and a half. Fifty-three percent of the money, so it's almost a split there. So that's an interesting sharp that people the big big yeah. boys are starting to come in on Arizona. I don't know. It's weird. And then fifty nine percent of the money on the over. I don't know. That's a I love betting overs, but that's one I'm gonna stay away from. I'll just come up with some weird same game yeah. parlay. Still interest still still interesting though. Yeah. yeah. I mean I'm gonna watch it. Or no, I'm going to the Sixers game tomorrow night. I'll watch it at the bar. Uh but that's going to do it for this yeah. show. Matt, unless you had anything, any last things you wanted to talk nah, about. No, nah, but good stuff to have. I, a lot of, lot of, a uh, lot of interesting things in my mind. And 
caught up on a lot of football. Oh, yeah. And uh, excited to do it again next week. Absolutely. Well, everybody, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Search the Bullpen Cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all that good stuff. Thunderball Sports on Instagram, ThunderBLG on Twitter. And, of course, go to ThunderballSports.com where you can find the show notes. You can leave comments, all that good stuff. But for my man, Matty D, I am the G-Man. Have a great weekend, everybody. And fly, Eagles, fly!